Is Dylan Cease officially washed up? Is Blake Snell back to his Cy Young form? Lock on in as Matt and I help you navigate these challenging start-sit decisions on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my co-host, partner in crime, my best friend, uh, the second best fantasy baseball player I know, besides myself, Matthew Anne. I think the first uh, best is the right one, but you know, it's fine, I'll let it slide for now. (laughs) uh guys if you uh you can find us on all social media platforms uh you know if you're listening on um apple or spotify you can throw us a little five star rating and review we truly truly appreciate it and we are available on all social media platforms just search for locked on fantasy baseball and we'll be there um if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell and subscribe to the channel and uh gives you a notification every time that we drop a new episode And once again, if you're on the YouTube, please like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. A championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. Make sure you check out eBay Motors. And guys, I'm sorry, (laughs) I got a little something in my throat there. But guys, uh, lock on in, fantasy baseball fans. It's decision time today. Let us be your team's secret weapon as Matt and I help you maximize your team's potential while we dive into the murky waters of start and sit decisions on today's episode. All right, Matt, uh, that's that's about enough for me right now. So, uh, Matt, who are we talking about starting? Or I think we're going with sitting uh, players first. Uh, Who do we got? Um, let's talk about Mr. Dylan Cease. Um, my bold prediction not to take a, you know, victory lap, but, um, you know, I guess I should have cued some Rocky music because I'm a champion here in my bold prediction a month in with (laughs) Dylan Cease taking an absolute duty in his big boy pants with the season going, you know, 40, uh, 40 innings pitch two two wins, 49 K is the only thing good about his game. And a five five eight ERA with a one five one whip is you know really ugly. And quite honestly, I do not trust him to roll out each and every week. It looks like he's going to get the start against Houston since he pitched yesterday, which is Monday for us. Um, so he'll probably get the start against Houston. And I really don't want to roll him out against that because he couldn't handle Kansas City, couldn't handle Minnesota, couldn't handle Tampa Bay, couldn't ha- handle Tampa Bay again. Um, you know, it's kind of just looking real bad and I really am going to just sit him for the time being, unless there's like a layup of a matchup, like the Oakland A's at Oakland A's or, you know, Cincinnati at, you know, Chicago. Other than that, I'm not really trying to roll out Dylan Cease, but he's not an outright 
drop for you guys. So, you know, I'm not saying drop the kid because you could probably trade him before having to drop him. Uh, and you might want to do that, but that's a whole nother thing that we would do for, you know, Wario meter, but I'm about a Wario meter of a seven if we had to talk about it. But that's Dylan Cease, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dylan Cease is definitely worrisome. The fastball velocity is down about a mile per hour from last year. The hard hit rate is up. You know, he's actually getting, you know, uh, every, um, if you account for every pitch he's thrown this season, about half of them, you know, that have gotten hit have been hit hard, which is not good at all. The batting average against, you know, um, guys are hitting 263 against this fastball when last year they hit 218. Last year, um, batters hit. 128 against uh Dylan sees the slider this year they're hitting 228 so it's a you know um way way up I don't really like a lot of the peripheral stats it's not something really get into around here but things just look really really bad for you know Dylan Cease right now I will say this though if you go back and look at Dylan Cease's 2021 season where he had a 391 ERA across 32 stars 165 innings 226 strikeouts with a 124 whip I would expect him to be a lot closer to that than what he was last year when he was um, in the race for the Cy Young. He actually finished second. So there will be better times for Dylan Cease. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to have a 5-5 ERA all year. I don't think the whip is going to stay at a 1-5-1. But he's not going to be the Cy Young caliber player he was last year. So if you drafted Dylan Cease as your ace... I think you're in a bit of trouble. I think you could try and package Dylan Cease with, uh, you know, a mid-tier bat. Well, you know, we talked about buy, buying low and selling high. Yes, they get you a Corbin Burns, maybe an Aaron Nola. And I think that is a, a better move than, you know, standing pat here with Dylan Cease. Maybe after a couple of good starts, you can make that, um you know, move. But let's move on to our next guy here. And I am way, way more pessimistic on this guy than uh, Dylan Cease. And that's a Nick Lodolo. Oh man, I, I I tried to warn you guys. I really, really was was like off of Nick Lodolo this off season. I know there was a lot of people that were drafting him. You know, as like a top 30, 40 starting pitcher. I think I had him ranked in like the the mid to low fifties. Maybe even wound up being around sixty. And he's just been horrible, man. Thirty four innings for Lodolo, forty seven Ks. 629 ERA and a 175 whip. Yeah, I think there there are better days for Lodolo, but uh, you know, he's just he's just not good. He got, you know, gave up a bunch of runs against Oakland, uh, you know, on April 30th and um May 6th his last start against the White Sox. He gave up a bunch of runs, had a 191 whip, only struck out 3. They're actually push, pushing Lodolo's next start back to it looks like Saturday which is going to be against Miami, but I'm not starting him. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm really not throwing him out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's been, it's been really, really bad for Lodolo besides the strikeouts. I mean, uh, I tried to warn you guys. That's the best I could say here with, with Nick Lodolo, honestly, in shallower leagues, 10, maybe even 12 team leagues. I might even be looking to drop him for, you know, if there's a hot hand, you know, another one of these young kids gets called up. I, I, I can see reasons to drop him. Yeah, um, to be completely honest, I, I am super disappointed. Nick Lodolo, everybody knows he was my guy going into the season. He's another one who pooped in their big boy pants, but I did not see this coming based off his performance last year. Um, for me, he probably is a drop. Um, I really wouldn't even start him or considering even having yeah. him on my team unless I'm in a 15-man league or plus because that's where you just lose out. And when's his next start time? I don't remember if you said. 
Is it this Saturday? Week? I did say they, they're actually pushing him back. Okay. They, they pushed him back to Saturday. So if you're down going into the weekend in case, that would be the only time I would consider starting him. Um, other than that, if your your ERA is intact and you're having a good week and you don't need the K's, then I would pro- I, he is a 100% sit. Other than that, you know, I, I would just let it go here. Um, but yeah, Dom, I'm going to hand it right back to you because uh, you got somebody wonderful to talk about here. Yes, sir. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. So Rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in So Rare's current brand campaign and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the season at MLB events. Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on MLB to start playing today. And guys, you want to make sure that you get out there and, you know, play so rare. As I mentioned, you can get uh, win rewards such as going to these MLB events and meeting Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez. There's memorabilia available and much, much more. Check out So Rare today. Yep. We also want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow featuring players to stash and add to your watch list. And also, make sure you stay locked on for the full episode because we're going to transfer from start player, I mean, from sit players to start players featuring Sandy Alcantara, Blake Snell, and Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, buddy. All right, Dom, thank you for uh, that nice, nice presentation yes, there. Um, thank I'm, you. Thank you. We would have read that much, read, read it much better than I can because, you know, I have a reading level of first grade. <laughs> My one-year-old probably, my, my one-year-old probably reads better than me. But uh, anyway, let's move on here. Let's talk about my boy Joe Musgrove here. So he's a case of the scaries. He's giving me the willies coming off this injury. But I'm I'm not really worried about him long term. I'm really just worried about him going into this week. Yeah. He's going up against the Dodgers. It looks like it's his next start, um, which is, could be Friday or Saturday. Um, it just doesn't show for me. But if I had to take a guess, since she pitched on Sunday. Um, I think it's Saturday. Right. So, again, he's one of those – same thing I would say with Lodolo. If you're down in the case category, it's probably where I'd be comfortable rolling Musgrove out. But his last start, he was able to handle the Dodgers. So, I mean, he's like in a pinch kind of type guy. But ultimately, if you could spare sitting him, even uh, – you know, spare it and you're having a great week in pitching, then I'd probably put him on my bench and just call it a day and just play it safe. But Joe Musgrove, you know, this could be his get-right weekend, his two starts against the Dodgers. If he does turn this around, we're going to be singing a much different tune next week on the next start set. He probably won't even be on this because he'll just pretty much be a sit until he gets blown up again type deal. But Joe Musgrove, you know what? It's about a 70-30 uh, sit for me. Yeah, see, um, be honest with you, when uh, I was uh, coming up with some of these names, I actually – 
didn't – I don't think I deep-dived enough on Musgrove. I didn't realize that his last start was against the Dodgers. And, you know, he does get the Dodgers again. But this time it's at home for the Dodgers. It might just be a case of one one more time. If you need to start, by all means, throw Musgrove out there. But if you're in a position where maybe you're leading in ERA, you're leading in whip, you know, you got a nice margin in the strikeout department – just keep him on the bench one more time just to be sure. Just to be sure that we got, you know, old uh, Joe Musty back. And, you know, if he goes out there and he dominates again, he's in a must-start uh, must position once again. But it is a little bit of, you know, murky waters here with Musgrove as, you know, he got lit up uh, his first two outings against San Fran and Arizona, two teams that aren't, you know, absolutely dominant teams. Arizona is not a bad team. But, um, you know, those are teams that he should have been going out there and dominating against. We know he's just coming off the injury. But, um, you know, uh, be, be a little cautious with Musgrove. He could uh, get right back into that must-start territory with one more good start here. Let's move on to, you know, one of my bold predictions that started off looking good but has now turned to looking uh, pretty pretty bad, and it's Andres Jimenez. Man, I was so excited for him, uh, you know, uh, coming into the year. His first couple of weeks, he looked very, very good. But he has, you know, really, really been slumping of late. Uh, let's talk about, you know, Jimenez's last two weeks. Uh, last two weeks for Jimenez have been pretty bad with only three runs, one home run, three RBIs, batting 167 over his last 42 at-bats. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, I'm going to sit him until further notice. You know, he goes up against the Angels. They got a couple of good pitchers there in his uh, next series. I think if you uh, you might not have a better option at second base right now, but if you do, I would say just sit him down. Sit him down for a little bit. Wait till he gets right. Uh, you know, he's he's been hitting sixth and seventh in that Guardians lineup that hasn't been really that as good as expected to be. Uh, I love his Jimenez. As I said, I think he he writes the ship at some point. But right now, uh, I'm I'm sitting him. I'm sitting him for you know a couple of days, a couple of weeks until I I see um some progression from him. And I um, completely agree. There is not much to say on him. If you can sit him, sit him. If not, you're pretty much stuck. And it is what it is. There's prop. There's pretty much no second base options on the waiver wire. So if you don't have a backup, yeah. I'm sorry. It is what it is. All right, let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Alex Bregman. Um, another tough pill to swallow based off of the fact that where we all had to draft him in the drafts and being that third base is pretty fugly right now. So his last two weeks have been atrocious with only five runs, a one home run, five ribs and batting 116 through two weeks. It's utterly putrid. I'm just like, yo, what are we doing here, Briggs? I mean, do we need to start slamming trash cans in the in the uh, stands here for you? just to get some fantasy value out of you. It's really brutal with him hitting two Oh five on the year. It's really not looking bright. Um, so he's one of these names though, that you might be able to move and try and just be like, Hey, listen, like you got a third base. Let me get your like mediocre third baseman. I still think they'll be getting an upgrade and just let go of him. Um, he's not, a, not a dump, but if you can spare not starting him, um, I would not because, Quite honestly, he has one more game against the Angels, and then he has two starts against the White Sox. Even though we've talked smack on, on you know Lance, uh, Lance Lynn and Dylan Cease at this point, I still just don't feel like he's going to do much against these guys. Being that he's in such a slump, I would rather ride that out with somebody else if I could. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean Bregman. Honestly, I, I was a little bit higher on him. I know I know Matt kind of called you know what Bregman's doing so far. I wasn't a huge fan of his. I, I had a little bit more optimism after Bregman had the monster second half last year. I thought he was going to continue it into this season. He has not done that at all with a two oh five batting average on the year, only four homers. 16 RBIs aren't really too shabby, but, you know, and the 20 runs look all right, so the counting stats are not bad. He doesn't really steal bases. So, you know, just sit him down. Sit him. If you have a better option at third base, you have, you know, so even play the hot hand at third base right now until, you know, um, he gets it back. I don't think he's a drop. I mean, you really can't trade him for too much at the moment, so I wouldn't really, you know, um, sell low on him. But, you know, Bregman will be better. He's still only 29 years old. It's not like he's, you know, super old yet. He will be better. So, once again, you know, same situation with uh, Jimenez. You wait till he gets a little bit hot, then you get him back in your lineup. But for now, uh, I'm, I'm sitting Alex Bregman. Uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, a lot of people's number one starting pitchers coming into the year as we uh, transition here into the start. Uh, you know, segment of this episode. And, you know, we have a lot of great names coming up for this segment. So make sure you lock on in for all of it. Follow, follow up and listen to the end. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is back, guys. He's back where he needs to be. I, I'm not worried about him at all. I know Matt and I talked about him a couple weeks back and told you, don't stress it. He's going to get back to where he is. He goes out against the White Sox on May 7th, eight, eight, uh, eight and a third innings, nine strikeouts, gave up a run and a 108 whip. Guys, he's back. This is what Sandy Alcantara does. The reason that I want to talk about him, though, because his numbers on the season still don't look great with the 4-5-3 RA, 1-2-1 whip. Uh, you know, his K-9 is right where it is, just usually right under that K-9. That's where Sandy usually lives. And uh, he gets Cincinnati on May 13th. And guess what? It's not even in Cincinnati. It's at home. It's a must start, must start Sandy Alcantara. You know, if you were benching him, you know, over his last couple of starts where he, you know, wasn't uh, doing too good. Sandy is a must start. He's a top five starting pitcher in all of baseball. Uh, not really too much else to say about Sandy, but, you know, if you bought low on him, congratulations, you know, like my brother Matt did. And I think there's still a tiny, tiny chance to, you know, buy lower on him than normal because maybe people just see those numbers and they're still a little bit worried. But I think he's going to go out against Cincinnati. Complete game shutout. I'm calling it now. Yeah, I mean, since he has been playing like absolute doo-doo, so I could totally see that outcome, and especially with um, Alcantara pretty much getting some fluffer games to get his confidence back, you know, Austin Powers, I got my mojo back, baby, you know, type, type thing. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm yes. saying? Um, that's my best Austin Powers impression, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's pretty I good. Did, yeah. I thought so myself. And, um, you know, I think that, he you know, he's back. We're going to see it. And, um, Alcantara is going to go and be that, be that guy for us, but let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody else we liked on this podcast, Mr. Blake Snell. Um, here's the deal. He's had about, one, two, three, four games that I felt very comfortable with him in a row that I was like, okay, you know what? He's, he's kind of working his way back. The only downside is it's the Dodgers on May 12th, which is Friday. Um, so here's, it's, it makes me a little hesitant being that it's the Dodgers, but he's been able to handle himself. His last start against the Dodgers is why he's on this start list where he was able to put up six Ks, keep the ERA down to three and a 0.67 whip. You know, that's the stuff we're looking for from Blake Snell. I think that, you know, he, he may be hitting it, uh, making a turn here for the better. And the trend is looking up for Blake Snell. So he is a start for me going into the weekend. And before I let you have Dom's take and we finish out these must starts, just got to talk about a few guys here. And that would be it on the sponsors. Dom, take it away, sir. 
Yeah, so my thing with Blake Snell is he's always been a slow starter. He's His whole career, he's always been more of a second-half guy than a first-half guy. I know we're not at that second half yet, but, you know, hopefully Blake Snell is. Maybe he's turning the tide a little bit earlier than normal. In his whole career, uh, you know, Blake Snell in the first half, 448 innings, a 4-1-2 ERA. And then in the second half, his whole career, 349 innings, a 2-6-8 ERA. And that first half was over 87 starts. Second half is over 68 starts. So, as I said, hopefully Blake Snell's turning that tide a little bit early. That that start against the Dodgers on May 6th was very, very encouraging. Matt read you off the stats. The whip was 0-6-7. You love to see that. I think he goes out against that same Dodgers team. I think he's figured something out. I think it's a solid start. He may give up a couple of runs. You know, maybe Blake Snell's ERA this year is, uh, you know, a little closer to, like, you know, a low to mid threes. But I think he can get that whip down. I think the strikeouts are going to be good. Uh, you know, I think Blake Snell's going to turn it around. I think he finishes the year as like a top 25 starting pitcher. So I have some confidence in Blake Snell. Moving on to somebody else I'm, I'm growing confidence in. It's Chris Sale, right? And I've kind of made this argument for Chris Sale a few times this year is that, guys, over the last, you know, um, two seasons, how many innings has he thrown? Again, I know it's been like under 100 innings. It might even be like 60 innings. Let me just uh, double check that number here for you guys just to make sure I'm on point with it. The last um, two years combined, Blake Snell has thrown a combined, not even 50, a combined 47 innings, not including this year, combined 47 innings for Blake Snell. I mean, uh, for Chris Sale, not Blake Snell. Sorry about that. Confused me um, there, guy. And the I thing thought... is, his last start was very, very good. With uh... Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm, I was still on Blake Snell, but no, I'm talking about Chris Sale once again. I said – I'll reiterate myself over the last, you know, two years combined, 47 innings for Chris Sale. And, you know, his last start was super, super encouraging. Once again, in his last start, he went out against the Phillies. He struck out 10. He gave up uh, three runs across six innings, got the win, a 1-3-3 whip. So he gave up a little bit more. But over his, you know, last four starts, he's been a little bit better. He mixed in one real stinker at Baltimore. But on April 18th, he went out against Minnesota, six innings, 11 Ks, Gave up a run, 0-8-3 whip. It's going to take a little bit of time. You know, he's had a lot of time off over the last two years. I think Blake Snell, I mean, holy, why do I keep saying Blake Snell? Chris Sale, Chris Sale, <laughs> it, you know, keeps that strikeout rate up. I think the ERA for, you know, Chris Sale is going to be, uh, you know, very, very stellar. You know, he's done it his whole career. His velocity uh, isn't really down at all. If anything, he he ramped it back up in that last start. I think I saw he was hitting 99 miles an hour, which he hasn't done in quite a few years. So I think Chris Sale is in for, you know, a big rest of the season once he really settles in and uh, get things gets things going. I think he's also a great buy low candidate at the moment, too. You don't want to give him too many more starts where he really starts gets going. And then, you, you know, you say, hey, I missed a nice buy low opportunity on Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, Chris Sale is one of those players where I'm just like this, um, you know. He's been atrocious this season, but I like the matchup. I don't know if I'm calling a bounce back or a return like Dom is. He's a little bit more optimistic. He's still a truther. I'm a little bit more on the outside yeah, on Chris Sale. I'm out on Chris Sale this season, um, especially based off of the proof is in the pudding. But I like the matchup. The Cardinals are not the team we thought they were going into the season. They've been absolutely atrocious this season. Um, they've only won, what, the last two out of, like, uh, we're going to say 10 games, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, Cardinals fans, if I'm wrong. But let's see here. Um, so 
Yeah, they they haven't won a that yeah, in the last 10 games, they've only won four games. So that's pretty bad. Um, so Chris Sales Chris Sale is uh in favor with this matchup, and I think that this is the only reason why I'm willing to say, hey, I'm willing to roll Chris Sale out this week. Um, moving forward. Um, we shall see. Let's put it that way, in my opinion. But let's move on here. Let's talk about Kyle Schwarber. Somebody everybody's probably, you know, a little bit more hesitant on, probably like, what the hell? I know I got some comments on on Instagram regarding Kyle Schwarber, and he's more of like a wait and see. Here's the thing, though. Schwarber doesn't need good batting average to be good for fantasy. He's one of the few people I make an exception for because he's a career 230 230 um hitter. That's his 236. No, I'm reading 230. I apologize. Um, so you know, he could do pretty much like a Joey Gallo. He can ha- he can bat 115 and have like three bombs and seven ribs and uh, a few runs just based off the fact that hey, you know, this is just what he does. So Schwarber's gone out. He's hit a bomb this um on Sunday, which was not a great week, but um over the last two weeks he has five runs, three bombs, six ribs, batting 140. So, I mean, I'm starting him no matter what, not just because of what I paid him, paid for the uh, draft price, but just based off of the fact that, you know, one, he's just, he is who he is. Two, he's going to Colorado at the weekend, too. So, you know, the ball flies out of the park. It's getting a little warmer, too, so we might get a little little help from the weather to get make that ball carry out of the stadium. So Kyle Schwarber is definitely a start for me this weekend. Yeah, that's the big reason that I was to talk about Schwarber today is that matchup at Colorado. You know, going to Colorado, I think Schwarber, you know, writes the ship here. He still has eight home runs on the year, which is very, very nice. But I think that batting average is going to come up. I even think that he finishes the year hitting higher than the 213 he did last year. Uh, last year, you know, Schwarber, you know, like, like Matt said, that batting average isn't going to blow you away. But in the second half last year, he, you know, hit 232, which is a lot better than the 208 in the first half. Uh, I think he's going to really warm up and get into that groove, really start launching home runs, you know, sooner than later. He was second in the league last year with um, 46 bombs, only behind Aaron Judge. So, as Matt, once again, you know, uh, I hate to keep reiterating what Matt said, but he's 100% right in the sense of Kyle Schwarber doesn't have to have a great batting average to be a great fantasy player. The RBIs are going to be great. Home runs are going to be great. Runs are going to be solid. And, you know, the batting average isn't going to be great. And uh, he doesn't really steal bases. Oh, actually, even though he did steal, I know he, he stole a few bases. He actually stole 10 bags last year. I don't think he really approaches that again. But you know what? Uh, Kyle Schwarber is definitely at least a star for this weekend at Colorado. But you know what, Matt? This last guy is your boy. So why don't you take the reins on him and, uh, you know, talk about our last uh, star guy here. All right. I wasn't sure if you were going to let me have him. I'm actually excited for this. Thank you. Um, Mr. Anthony Santander, the yeah, bank himself. Take him, take him brother. I'm loving the bank. I called the bank and I said, I need to make a withdrawal on some home runs. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Last week was a great week. He had seven runs, three bombs, nine ribs, batting 433. Um, he is a streaky bat. So all right now the streak is hot and I'm playing him every single which way I humanly can. Uh, Anthony Santander is looking like he's on that bounce back. I saw it coming last week um, when I started looking at his last 10 games leading up to, you know, going in that week and he had a hit in every game, but three, which tells me that this guy's about to explode. And that's exactly what happened last week. And it, I took, I rolled him out against everybody last week and it got me a lot of fun stats, but 
what I think for him going into this weekend against his matchups against Tampa Bay, only one more matchup, and that's tomorrow when you're listening to this. And then Pittsburgh at home, I think that this is a great matchup for him. Pittsburgh pitching has seemed to have been dying off now. Um, so there's not there's nobody really in that lineup that I'm truthfully scared to roll a bat out against. So Anthony Santander should be able to, you know, go to the put his ATM card in and make another withdrawal for the home run skis going into the weekend. So Anthony Santander is a bona fide 100% start this weekend. Yeah, Mr. Santander, the bank himself, you know, uh, I love the matchup against the Pirates. Pirates are three and seven over the last 10. Seems like the Pirates are finally coming back down to life. So, you know, uh, Santander's, you know, going to go out there and he's going to do great. I just love that little stretch he had from May 2nd to May 7th across all of those games in that time period. He had two hits in every single one of those games. You know, I, I agree with Matt in the sense of, you know, Santander's a streaky bat right now. The streak is hot, so definitely ride the wave and make sure he is in your lineups for, you know, um, the time going, the time being until, you know, he slows back down again. Then you could sub him back in, sub him back out. But he's a great, like, utility bat, I would say, in most leagues. And, you know, in five-man outfielder league, he makes a great, you know, third, fourth outfielder in those types of leagues where it's super deep. But the bank, Anthony Santander, as Matt said, bona fide start until, you know, uh, things get, uh, you know, a little bit worse. And who knows, maybe Santander just keeps things rocking and rolling through, you know, the whole season and, you know, has a big, big breakup uh, year as a 28-year-old. But, guys, you know, um, that's all for today. As we wrap things up here, please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow featuring, you know, a lot of players to stash and uh, must-add to your watch list. But until then, Peace. please.